Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Janelle B. Stewart podcast. I am your host, Janelle B. Stewart, an award-winning beauty editor. The Janelle B. Stewart podcast is a weekly lifestyle podcast designed to educate, empower, and engage. Episodes touch on various topics of our lives, including health and fitness, love and marriage, entrepreneurship, parenting, self-love, and much more. My goal is to have you feeling uplifted and inspired after you listen to each episode. Welcome to episode six. I am just really excited about every single episode. I literally cannot wait until the next time I either get a question or an idea to film a new podcast. I'm just so excited about these. Now, if you missed the last episode, which was episode number five, then you missed out on all of my college saving tips. Now, these tips are for college students who are trying to save up money. I was a college student once and I know how challenging it can be when you're on a very limited budget and you just don't feel like you make enough to really put money aside to do anything like traveling or just to do fun stuff that you wanna do during the week or the month with your friends. And I also share with you in that episode how to create a budget to allow you to save over $1,000 before the end of the semester, which is less than a year. And I don't know many people who can save $1,000 in a whole year with budgets much larger and incomes much larger than that of a college student. But in that episode, I show you how to break it down. So you definitely want to check out episode five. So in today's episode... I'm actually answering a question from one of my loves who asked this question on Twitter. She is a newlywed and she had a ton of questions about marriage in general. But when I asked her to break it down to something more specific so that I could really take the time to answer it in a podcast, it came down to my advice and tips for someone who in their first year married. And this person's name on Twitter is at sunkissed1986 and she goes by the name of Mrs. Michelle or Mitchell. So thank you so much for your question. And what I am going to do today is give you my tips on surviving your first year of marriage. Now, I want to just remind you all, if you're new to this podcast, I do have an episode, I believe it was episode number two, where I talk about fighting fair in your marriage. It's called Fair Fighting in Marriage. And in that episode, I talk very deeply about communication. And I reference the book, The Everything Guide to a Happy Marriage. It is by Stephen Martin and Victoria Castello. And I'm going to recommend it again as a part of this podcast because it is one of the books that I really, really have gone to in my marriage. Um, When I got married, I bought that book. So I want to recommend it as well in this podcast again. And I will put the link for the book directly in the description of this podcast for you to reference. And it will also be in the show notes that you can get for this podcast. Before I get into today's podcast, I also want to mention that I'm so appreciative of everyone who has subscribed to this podcast. I want you all to continue supporting me, share this podcast with others. 
If you're listening to this on your phone, your iPhone or your Android, you can actually share podcasts while you're listening to them. And I, I'm big on that. I love sharing as I'm listening to my favorite podcast. I will tap on that little three dot button on my phone, my iPhone. And I shared the podcast right on Twitter with a quote that the podcaster has shared tagging them or maybe something that was I was inspired or a thought that came to mind. I'll tag them and I will share the podcast and share that on my Twitter account. You can do the same on Facebook and you can even share it in an email or a text message to a friend. So please continue supporting me by sharing my podcast, by subscribing if you have not subscribed already, and most importantly, write a review. I have a goal to make 20 reviews every single week. But the only way I can do that is if at least three people write a review for me every single day. It doesn't take a lot of reviews to meet this goal. I just need three people a day and that could be you. So take the time to review this podcast for me on iTunes. And if you're not listening from iTunes and you're listening from SoundCloud, I do read the comments on SoundCloud and I, I also appreciate when people share. Okay, let's get into how what I, what I suggest for you to surviving your first year um, of marriage. I want to start off by talking about teamwork. Marriage is a team sport. It is teamwork. When you get married to someone, you have to let go of your ego. You know how they have that saying about there's no I in team. Now there is an I in marriage. (laughs) So I don't like to say there's no I in marriage because technically there is, but I like to say there's no me in marriage. It's we. You know, you have to think of yourself as we. It cannot, you cannot come into this marriage being so selfish and not willing to be selfless. This is about we. You unite as one. You need to be able to cooperate, coordinate, and collaborate. And you need to do those three things every day. You need to practice this every single day. And in fact, you will never be done practicing these three essentials in your relationships. You will never be done. Every year you get older and you get more mature in your marriage, you will see that it actually becomes harder to do these things. You think the first year, you know, how to survive your first year. I feel like you will survive the first year. I feel like most people do survive the first year. It's how do I, how do I survive now after the fifth year? After the 10th year, my husband and I started dating in 2005. So that was 11 years ago. We got married in 2010. That was six years ago. And I personally feel like we do these things, cooperate, coordinate, and collaborate multiple times a day. <laughs> There's so many things now, especially because in our marriage, our circumstances are constantly changing. When we first got married, we had no children. Then we had children. We didn't own a home at first. Now we own a home. I was not a business owner. I was not an entrepreneur. Now I am. There's so many things that will come up in your relationship where You will need to let go of your ego and really focus on what is important and the greater good and the happiness of everybody is always important. So the next thing I would like to suggest to you is remember that your marriage is your marriage. It ain't nobody else's marriage, especially family, because your family 
they will start to think that your marriage is their marriage. Let me tell you this right now, especially if you have family that's very intrusive, family that lives by nearby, you may even be getting married and having to have family live with you. You know, you never know. Everyone's circumstances are different, but you need to remember that your marriage is your marriage. Your family is your family and your husband is your husband. And he is the person that you need to worry about. And he's the person that you need to worry about how he's feeling. And he needs to be worrying about how you're feeling. I don't advise you going to your family members and your friends and telling them about everything that's happening in your marriage. I don't advise that. However, I do have friends, my best friend, and also my mother, who I can share my frustrations with when I get those moments. You do need an outlet. But I want to caution you against sharing too much of the intimate details with the people that are outside of your marriage, clearly, you know? You need to discuss your marital issues with the person that you have the problem with, your husband. You need to, He needs to know that you have a problem with him. And he needs to know that before anyone else knows that. Your, your mom, your dad, depending on their marital status, your friends, your cousins, your sisters, your brothers, whatever their marital status is, they may have their views on what type of wife you should be or what type of wifely things you should be doing. None of that matters. If your husband is satisfied with you and you are satisfied with your husband and you both are satisfied with your marriage, then that's all that matters. You know, a lot of people in my family talk a lot about how my husband is very, very quiet. And I guess you would assume that because I'm very outspoken and I'm very vocal and I'm an extrovert, like I am the the stereotypical, I am like the psychological definition, the textbook version of what an extrovert would be. And my husband is the complete opposite. And so you would assume that I'm like walking all over him. I'm giving him, telling him what the deal is. I'm wearing the pants and I'm doing all of these things. You would assume that. And for people who know us, those assumptions are not validated. Whether those assumptions are right, whether those assumptions are wrong, it really doesn't matter. If it works for my, for my marriage and it works for us, then that's what it is. But to be completely honest with you, like I said, cooperate, coordinate, and collaborate in teamwork. It is important for me that my husband have be respected, and it's important for me that I get respect. So that's ultimately what you need to always be thinking about is respecting the person that you're with and appreciating them, not taking them for granted, validating them when they're doing something that's awesome or amazing, being their biggest cheerleader, being their support system, and, you know, providing and, and participating in the providing of, for the family. Like, that's the type of marriage everybody wants. But who plays what role in that is up for you and your husband to decide. Nobody else. No one else. Now, my next point would be communication. And I know everyone talks about how important communication is in a marriage. And there's a very valid reason for that. And as someone who's been married for six years, I understand the, the power of communication. There has been countless times that my husband has not communicated something with me. And it ends up becoming a big issue. 
and vice versa. There's times that I have not communicated something with him and it becomes a huge issue. So communication is clearly important and I think you're going to hear this a lot. So I won't spend too much time on it because I feel like everyone talks about that. But what I will talk about as it relates to communication is the level of intimacy and the level of communication that I will share with my husband. Now, there are a lot of people who are married out there. Uh, I'll speak from my experience. I know that there's uh, people on like daytime TV who will talk about their marriage, whether they're being honest or not, I have no idea. But they will say things like they won't do certain things in front of their husband or they're ashamed, they're embarrassed to like talk about certain topics or whatever in front of their husband. There is nothing. And I do mean nothing that I do not share with my husband. Even the most embarrassing things. I share everything with him. For me, I want my husband to to be my lover. I want him to be my friend. I want him to be my confidant and my partner in crime. (laughs) But if I have to hide some of the like the more intimate things from him, and I can't really be myself around him because I'm so fearful of what he might think of me if I do some of the normal things, then I don't want him. I don't want that kind of man, personally. I'm just keeping it real. I don't want that kind of guy. If I can't, you know, use the bathroom in front of you, I don't want you, you know? And if he's gonna be the type of guy who's like grossed out, you know, about that kind of thing, or if I pass gas, like I'm not gonna do things that are disgusting. I'm not sitting here having like a a farting competition. You know, I'm not having a burping competition. But when I drink a soda, I will burp a lot, and it's like, so does the only thing that makes me burp like that. It is, it's nonstop. Like it just, I just, I'm so gassy when I drink soda and I will burp a lot and I can't have someone who's like disgusted with me. You know, we have two children. I'll walk into the bathroom. My husband's using the bathroom. He's funking it up in there. I do what I got to do. Wash my hands, brush my teeth. I'm smelling it. I don't like to smell, but I, I'm going to do that and I'm going to get back in the bed, you know? I don't want someone who wants me to be this perfect, you know, model to the point where it's like, I'm not authentic. I'm not real. No, no person's like that. That's not what I am. You know, my husband sees me with hairy legs. I don't really shave often in the winter. He sees me. He has seen me with hairy armpits. You know, he's seen me at my low. Like I need someone who can be that for me that I don't have to pretend to be someone I'm not when I'm around this person that I got married to for the rest of my life. I need someone who can just love me for me. And um in in communicating, you know, you will have arguments, you will have fights. So I would recommend that you listen to podcast number 2, which is Fair Fighting in Marriage, to get my tips on how to fight fair because every relationship Every relationship, not just married relationship, every relationship that you have with anybody in your life, you are going to have an argument. So what you need to learn, what you're going to learn in that podcast is how to have these arguments in a way that's fair so that you're, nobody's hurt and everyone's heard. So my last and final tip of surviving your first year of marriage is to not lose yourself in your marriage. You don't want to lose yourself in your marriage. In the Bible, Mark Chapter 10, verses 6 through 9, it says that the two shall become one. But I just want you to remember this. You come into your marriage as two individuals. And now that you're married, it is easy. It is so easy to lose yourself in your new title. I'm a wife. 
and you have all of these different responsibilities and all these pressures you put on yourself because now you're a wife and then I'm a mom and you have all these pressures and all these things you put on yourself because you're a mom and all these responsibilities, but you're still you. You're still you. And this is something that you you need to quote this, okay? You need to quote this. You need to tweet it. Click on that button on the bottom of this podcast and tweet this with the link to the podcast, what I'm about to say right now. Your husband is not responsible for your happiness, Like everything in your life, happiness is an inside job. You control that. You need to do whatever it is that makes you happy. There will be lots of things that you love doing with your husband. I mean, I love, I love laying with him, cuddling with him. I love going to the movies with my husband. I love our our date nights. We do date nights. And maybe that should be something that I suggest for you but I think for the first year honestly you're going to do date nights because that's what newlyweds do but as you get older along you know date nights are important but we do the date nights I love just the time we have when we're able to just talk and connect and there's going to be lots of things that you do with your kids that you're going to that are going to bring you lots of joy and happiness I love playing with my kids I love our family days we have a family day typically once every week or every other week we try we have one day where we do something that is child-friendly and we go and we have a great out-of-the-house experience. I love that. I love seeing my children grow. I love being a part of their extracurricular activities, watching my son do his taekwondo. I love going to ballet with my daughter. I love to celebrate with my kids. We've created systems in our household to encourage our kids to continue to do great and rewarding them when they do those things. And... I have so many things that I love doing with my husband and I love doing with my kids. But girl, I got to do some stuff by myself sometimes. Like, like no joke. You need to find time to do you and not do you in the sense of go out there and do something crazy that's going to obviously jeopardize your marriage. What I mean is do something for you. Do something that you love to do that doesn't include them. So for me, some things that I love doing in the house that do not include my kids, do not include my husband, is coloring. Um, If you're on my, if you've watched my Janelle B. Stewart YouTube channel, I mentioned in a video of how I started coloring when I was stressed and how coloring put me in a very calm state and it was very therapeutic and it helped me to get through some of the stresses that were compounding on me after my dad passed away. I also love to read. I also love to, um, I also really love to paint my nails. I enjoy talking on the phone with my best friend and my mother. And then things that are happening outside of the house. I love going on date nights with my friends. I think it's very healthy for you to do things away from your husband and not have to have him under you or you under him in order to have a good time. So you got to keep the you in you that is you in order to maintain your happiness. Whatever those hobbies are, whatever those talents and gifts that you were fostering before your marriage, don't allow for those things to just disappear now because you're married. You're still you and you are responsible for your happiness and you need to do the things that make you happy in order to be a better person 
in your marriage because I know me when I leave from getting a pedicure and a manicure and I have a I have a I have what I call mommy self-care days I'll go I'll run my errands by myself because it I can do them like five times faster with no kids I'll then go and do my nails. I'll go and do my toes. I might even go into one of my favorite shops and go and buy something like an Ulta or like a Barnes and Noble or something, you know, at the mall or whatever. And then I'll go and I'll have lunch by myself. Maybe I'll get a wax and then go have some some lunch. And I'll be by myself for about maybe five to six hours. And when I go back home, I am so refreshed. (laughs) I feel so good. I'm so excited to see my kids again. I am so excited to see my husband again. Everyone's excited to see me. And it's something that I absolutely need to have. You need to do something for you. So don't lose yourself in your marriage is one of the most important tips I can give someone. And um, whether or not you're in your first year, I'm hoping that some of the tips that I gave you today were super helpful and will help you succeed in your marriage. So now we're going to get into the question of the day. So today's question is, what does love look like to you? I would love to hear your answer to this question. Please tweet me the answer to your questions at Janelle B. Stewart using the hashtag question of the day. So now we're going to get into the reviewer shout out. And I will be featuring three of the reviews on my podcast and shouting them out. So the first reviewer's name is actually Review of Janelle. So I think that this person uh, doesn't have their name set up. And so they rated it five stars. They titled it Keep Them Coming. I have been following Janelle for years. I've always enjoyed her advice from hair to fitness to family matters. These podcasts are convenient and easy to listen to on the go when I can't watch her videos. I really appreciate Janelle's authenticity and I can't wait for more. Thank you so much. The next one is from LaQuintag. She rated the podcast five stars and she titled it So Real. I loved podcast number one because as you were listening, the reasons to stay motivated, I felt like you were talking to me. I always act like I don't have time to work out, but I find time to do other things I enjoy. Laugh out loud. I can talk myself out of the workout really quick. It's nice to know that I'm not the only one who has those obstacles. And no, girl, you are not. But I'm happy that you listened to that podcast and I'm happy that you've got your motivation because you have to be honest with yourself. So the last review that I will shout shout out today is from Jackie Richard. She rated the podcast five stars and she titled it Just Love. And she said, great insight with a ton of exclamation points and a heart emoji. Thank you so much to the three people who have reviewed my podcast. I really do appreciate it. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I would love for you to review the podcast. Please do so for me. It really does help me in getting noticed in the iTunes directory. And if you do, you will be featured in an upcoming podcast episode. So I just want to remind everybody that there are show notes for all of my podcast episodes. All you have to do is subscribe to my podcast newsletter and you'll get the show notes instantly. If you've already subscribed to the podcast newsletter, there's no need to subscribe again. You will get the notes right away. As soon as the podcast goes live, you'll get an email from my newsletter of the podcast episode along with the notes for you to download right in your email. So definitely sign up for the show notes and you'll get them all. 
So I really do hope you enjoyed this episode. Before we go, I want to leave you with my favorite quote, and it's different from the one I've been sharing in the last few episodes. I think that this one is um, pertinent to the topic of today's discussion. And that quote is, be the love you never received. I hope you have a great week. And as always, I love you for listening. Bye.